Chapter 3, Mobilization There was no escaping the heat during the summer of 1943, especially for the African-American women working in Camp Pickett's laundry boiler plant. Camp Pickett was an army training center in central Virginia that processed 18,000 bundles of laundry each week. Inside the facility, the heat and humidity were so intense that the workers stepped outdoors into the 100-plus degree summer heat to get relief. The job at the plant was hard work. Some of the women loaded the soldiers' dirty laundry into the boilers. Others heaved the sopping clothes into the dryers. Another team worked the pressing machines, like cooks at a giant griddle. The laundry workers existed at the bottom of the war's great pyramid of employees. They earned 40 cents an hour, among the lowest wages of all war workers. But for women with few employment options, even that modest sum felt like a windfall. Dorothy Vaughn considered applying for a job at the laundry. The 32-year-old taught math at the Black High School in Farmville, Virginia, about 30 miles from Camp Pickett. Her family was better off financially than many others. Her parents owned a barber shop, a pool hall, and a service station in town, but Dorothy wanted to find a job to earn extra money. While teaching offered status, it didn't pay well. Virginia's white public school teachers earned some of the lowest salaries in the United States, and black teachers in Virginia earned 50% less than that. Dorothy could earn twice her teacher's salary by working at the laundry. Some women with Dorothy's education might have seen taking the laundry job as an unthinkable choice. Wasn't the purpose of a college degree to get away from dirty and difficult work? In addition, the camp was far enough away from Farmville that Dorothy would have to live in employee housing during the week and only go home on weekends. But Dorothy didn't care. She would do whatever was necessary to save enough money so that her four children might be able to get the best education possible. She knew that schooling was the best way to prepare her children to live in a world that would require more of them than white children and attempt to give them less in return. Dorothy Vaughn's Childhood Dorothy Vaughn was born in Kansas City, Missouri in 1910. Her mother died when Dorothy was two years old, and her father remarried a few years later. Dorothy's stepmother encouraged her to succeed, teaching her how to read before she was old enough to start school. The family moved to West Virginia when Dorothy was eight. Dorothy studied hard and became valedictorian of her high school class. She earned a full scholarship to Wilberforce University, the country's oldest private black college located near Xenia, Ohio. The African Methodist Episcopal Sunday School Convention of West Virginia sponsored the scholarship. At Wilberforce, Dorothy majored in math. She earned good grades, and one of her professors recommended her for graduate study in mathematics at Howard University in Washington, D.C. At the same time, with the Depression still affecting the country, Dorothy's parents struggled to make enough money to support the family. Dorothy decided to turn down graduate school in order to take a job. The money she earned would contribute to her family's household and improve the chances that her younger sister might be able to follow her path to college. Dorothy looked for work as a teacher, the most stable career at the time for black women with a college degree. 
After graduation in 1929, Dorothy taught math and English at a black school in rural Tams, Illinois, a region that depended on cotton farming. That year, the Depression caused a collapse in cotton prices that hit the area so hard that the local school board closed Dorothy's school, leaving no public education available for African-American students. Dorothy was forced to look for work again, and she found another teaching job at a school in coastal North Carolina. But things weren't any better there. That school also ran out of money in the middle of the year. Dorothy returned home and worked as a waitress at a hotel until 1931, when she took a job teaching in Farmville, Virginia. It was in Farmville that Dorothy met Howard Vaughn, a tall, charismatic bachelor who worked as a bellman at various luxury hotels. Howard traveled south to hotels in Florida in the winter and north to hotels in upstate New York and Vermont in the summer. In between jobs, he always returned to Farmville, where his family lived. Dorothy and Howard fell in love, married, and settled in Farmville. She attended Beulah African Methodist Episcopal Church with her family and played piano on Sunday mornings. She had found steady work and a fulfilling life in the small town. But then World War II started, bringing with it more job opportunities and the hope for even better times ahead. War Work In the early 1940s, the United States government spread the word far and wide that it was hiring. Bulletins listed civil service jobs, non-military government jobs, plastered the walls at local post offices. And it was on a trip to the Farmville Post Office during the spring of 1943 that Dorothy saw a notice for the laundry job at Camp Pickett. But as she glanced over the other bulletins, the word mathematics caught her eye. She looked more closely and learned that a federal agency in Hampton, Virginia, was looking for women to fill a number of mathematical jobs at a facility specializing in the development of airplanes. Dorothy assumed the bulletin was meant for the eyes of the white, well-to-do students at the all-female State Teachers College in Farmville. It never occurred to her that the Langley Memorial Aeronautical Laboratory would accept an application from an African-American woman. But during World War II, the United States asked for help from all its citizens, workers, black, white, and from every other ethnic background, women as well as men, were needed, and black newspapers spread the word about war jobs. In the first week of May 1943, the Norfolk Journal and Guide published an article that caught Dorothy's eye, quote, paving the way for women engineers, unquote read the headline. The accompanying photo showed 11 well-dressed African-American women in front of Hampton Institute's Bemis Laboratory, graduates of Engineering for Women, a war training class. Maybe there were opportunities for African-American women who love numbers. Dorothy decided to fill out an application. Jobs, good jobs, and very good jobs. In Dorothy Vaughn's world, there were black jobs and there were good black jobs. Sorting laundry, making beds in white people's houses, working in tobacco plants, those were black jobs. Owning a barbershop or small business, working in the post office or on the railroad, those were good black jobs. Being a teacher or a preacher, a doctor or a lawyer, those were very good black jobs. 
But the job at the aeronautical laboratory was something entirely new, something so unusual it hadn't been dreamed of yet. It was an opportunity that had the potential to change the future of Dorothy's family. Even if the war ended in six months or a year, earning a much higher salary for that brief time could help her save money for her children's education. That spring, Dorothy Vaughn filled out and mailed two job applications, one to work at the Camp Pickett Laundry and one to work as a mathematician at Langley. The application for the laundry job was straightforward. There was such demand for laundry workers that she couldn't imagine not being hired. The other application asked for Dorothy's work history, references, schools attended, languages spoken. One question asked, quote, how soon could you be ready to start work, unquote. She filled in the blank, 48 hours. If she got the job, she could be ready to go in 48 hours because a chance like that might never come around again.